This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You've got to be objective in your trading. There's, it, it cannot involve emotion, right? You can develop a story, but if price doesn't confirm that, it doesn't matter. And that's okay. That just means you, you take a small loss, right? I tell people all the time, there's only four outcomes to any trade. It should either be a giant winner, a small winner, a break-even, or a small loser. You can never at any point let a loser get away from you because if it does, then you, you're working against yourself. And the only way you can do that is by being objective and being, you know what? I'm okay with taking a loss. No big deal. You got to size your trades appropriately and keep that risk in mind. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. I have three special free gifts for you over at 10MinuteStockTrader.com. That's the Triple Stock Profits ebook you can get for free. That's a bullish power cheat sheet that you can get for free. And if that wasn't enough, at the brand new web class, How to Easily Discover Proven Backtested 100% Plus Winners, that is for free as well. You can get these three free gifts, all yours, at 10MinuteStockTrader.com. The Triple Stock Profits ebook, the free web class, and the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. And all you got to do is go to 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 that you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. What's going on, traders? Welcome to it. Money Mitch's special one-hour show. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get into, of course, the CPI numbers. What should you be paying attention to? We'll talk about why that's so important. Of course, also, we'll take a look at my swing trades. Which ones did I sell? Were they profits? Were they losers? Definitely stick around to find on out. And of course, stay tuned, guys. We'll get into, of course, what was strong, what was not. I also took a trade on IMAX AMC. How did that go? Find on out, guys. I will bring on Christopher Udall around 30 minutes in, around 4.30. We're going to start doing back testing and also a forward look on stocks from you guys out there in the chat. So definitely give us a thumbs on up. If you guys enjoyed today's show, say hello in the chat and let's go ahead. Let's get Money Mitch started today. It's going to be action packed. Let's go. It's time for Money Making Mitch. When investors need a story, we're going to the moon. Welcome to Money Mitch, where story is everything. I'm here to find you the next opportunity. It's all about the green hands. 
Now we all know the bull market is here to stay. Money Mitch. What's going on, team? As you guys can see, Christopher will be joining on up. What's up, Tiny? Damien in the house. Easy. What's up out there? Disney earnings. Yes, they should be out really soon here. I'll definitely take a look there on Benzinga Pro and see how we get on those earnings. We can look at it live here as it probably hits the tape here. As you're seeing it, I think the bar was set low, but I think you're still going to get a breakdown on this. Looks like the numbers are hitting the tape right now. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here, try to get you guys those numbers. Let's take a look here at Disney as we see the live action start coming on down a little bit. It popped right out the gates, now pulling back a little. Let's see if it goes up past that 149. We'll get into it. Like always, yes, money, 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 guys. Like Yoshi's saying, guys, hit the like for me, guys, if you guys are appreciating today. Let's go ahead and enjoy the market. It was definitely a good market day for me. I'll tell you that much, guys. I had a great day. Going to see what happened here on Disney. And as you guys can see, Nala in the back trying to hang on out. So let's go ahead. Let's have a good time. All right. Opening up my Benzinga Pro here so that we can take a look here at what's going on with those earning numbers in Disney. So just give me a second here as I pull that on up. Like always, guys, if you guys want to stay up with the news and get it first, like always, I recommend get Benzinga Pro. That's what I use exactly when I need moments like this where I need news fast. I'm going and I'm grabbing right here. Let's go ahead. Let's get it here. Uh, looks like we got the numbers hitting the tape right now. I'm going to go ahead up and try to find those. You're also seeing a lot of uh, kind of call sweeps that are coming in here. Trading higher after the report there. We just broke through that 149. I think one of the things that here was the bar being set low. We got an earnings per share here. I'm going to pull this down here so that we can see it. Uh, earnings EPS was at $1.06, beat an estimate there of $0.61, cents. so big beat there, guys. $1.06 by 61 that's a huge beat. That's 73% beat. Sales at 21.82, beat an $18.63 billion estimate. So as you guys can see, beating on bottom and top line there, that's exactly what you want to look at. Now what do you want to be looking at is the subscription numbers to see what happened exactly there in Disney. So I'll be paying attention to see what happened on the subscription numbers, but we got it here live on that one minute. We're seeing Disney pop on those earnings. I'm really interested to see what happened on those subscription numbers, but we'll see. Disney up there towards almost 160 today. I mean, that's interesting. You take a look at the daily chart. Now you're going to be getting into this gap area soon, which is up there by the 163s. We'll see if we can get it on up here just on the earnings alone. I'm going to be paying attention. Once I see those sub numbers hit the tape, I'll let you guys know. Let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about the bigger stock and bigger overall market moves right now. SPY pushing on up there towards 457. We had a strong day today. We're going to definitely be paying attention to what, of course, do we hold and get above 460 tomorrow? CPI data coming, guys. I think that's so important to pay attention to. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the U.S. released uh, CPI data in the morning. We had a surge of 7% in December. CPI is expected to have increased to 
6% year over year in January. In addition, January's core CPI, which excludes food and energy, is expected to increase 5.9% from 5.5 last. Remember that the Fed tries to target the supposed 2% inflation rate. As you guys can see, numbers like 59 not really there. Recall Fed Chair Powell said during his uh, press conference on the last FOMC meeting that inflation rates are still to the upside and that inflation could be higher for longer than expected. In addition, he also noted that the committee is in mind to raising rates in March. And he also said that they weren't making much progress in the supply chain issue. So as you guys see here, we'll, we'll be paying attention to that CPI number like always. I think this is going to have an effect on the reopening trades. And this is where I took the swing trade. So let's go ahead. Let's get into it today. Selling American Airlines up there, guys, in the 1870s. This was um, we ended up selling it right around 1870, 1868. Looks like we got here. This was a great trade on uh, American Airlines. We had traded it up from just above 17 here. And look at that perfect trade there. That's about a 9.6% trade there on American Airlines. Another good one that we closed on was JetBlue. JetBlue, we got in there just below 15, getting in there at 1497. Selling today into the move close to 16. We actually sold in here. Let me go to the one minute so we can see exactly the level. We're going to take a look here. We sold right around 16, right at that 16. And it looks like it went to a high of 16.14. I could have looked for maybe 16.09. That was the target that I was looking for. But hey, take what you can get sometimes. Not a bad trade there. Airbnb. Another one. Uh, eight, uh, another one. That was JetBlue. Let's go to Airbnb. Now, sorry about that. Let's go to Airbnb. See, as we continue making moves in this one, looks like I could have maybe held a little bit of Airbnb. Um, but I did sell it into the move. I looked for a, a move right above 168 towards the 81s. This one was an over $100 winner with just 10 shares. Uh, so as you guys can see, you don't always need to have the biggest share size to make a great trade. Airbnb, awesome trade here. Now really starting to trend on up. Looks like it's going to probably run into a trend line up here of the 174s. I could see 169s playing as resistance. So that's why I went and sold into the move. The big question for me really about the reopening trades are what if CPI really just starts knocking us down tomorrow? I don't want to be around fighting the reports right now or fighting kind of economical data. So if I can get swing trades that go up, let's say 9, 10%, even just 7%. You know, one thing I've lowered down the risk size on the risk side of my swing trading, I'm not no longer risking, let's say uh, 5% to make 20% returns or 10% to make 20% returns. I'm risking closer down towards three or 4%, looking to make that eight to 10% on the upside. That does not seem bad to me to approach in this market. And we got a couple of them right here today. That's not a bad look. One that we did stop out of today, and it wasn't really a loser, but we got out into the green on gold. It started turning around on us right here at the end here. And that's when we got out at the 78 mark. We got in this one at 1960s. 
not going to be mad about gold here. It did a good job for us. It, we did take three fourths of profit up there into the 990s, into the nine, 1980s, uh, but it was a good trade and CPI data could affect gold massively tomorrow. So once again, uncertainty, I'm not going to take part in it. I don't want to get crushed and get hit hard on that. So let's go ahead. Let's keep going here. Sorry about the little ad there. Let's just keep going. Uh, gold, we'll see if it gets back on up there with the CPI data, but I just don't want to be reaching out for that one right now. All right, so uh, one more that we took today that we ended up getting, uh, just getting out for a small profit with Sundial. Uh, we saw this one push on up. We were looking at it in pre-market. We talked about this yesterday, how important it was going to be if it could trade up with Tilray and also CDC. These were stocks that I was going to be looking to kind of lead the way, Tilray leading the way, CDC following, and so that I was looking for Sundial. Uh, Twilio now getting those reports out there. Let's go ahead. Let's Let's get Twilio's and see if we can get Twilio's numbers here. All right, so Twilio pushing on up there towards 255. Nice little break out there. 250, I'd look for the pullback to keep holding here. We'll see if it holds on up there. Uh, looks like we got in here some numbers that are out right now. Pulling that up. These are a little bit harder as we're live, but let's go ahead and see here. Non-gap non uh, EPS of a 20 cent uh, loss there beat an expectation. Uh, beat by oh, it beat by two cents. Okay, uh, not the expectation was two cents. I, I just got confused there. I wanted to make sure I didn't give you guys the expectation was two cents there. No, it looks like it beat the expectation by two cents. So if it was the, the EPS came in at a loss of 0. 0.2, uh, 0. 0.2 or 0.20 cents, you guys can think right there the expectation there was a loss of 22 cents. Um, the revenues were at 842. 0.74 million beat uh, by 73.34 million. So a nice beat there. We'll see what happens in this stock. Twilio is a great uh, kind of internet content information stock. Uh, it provides a lot of the data that you see even behind like, let's say Uber. Um, I remember when this one was trading down at $30 and this stock is a monster now. Has pulled back massively. I mean, this this stock got towards a high of 450 7.30 and now has pulled back, let's say, more than about 50%. Uh, you're looking close towards 60% there. And now you're getting on back up there. We'll see if these can continue. But these are good signs, of course, for the overall market. All right, going to go ahead and catch up with the chat, guys. I know that a lot of people are talking up there. So let me go ahead and catch up what's going on out there. Oil way higher from December. That's for sure. Uh Thumbs on up, Twillow up to 230, now from 200. Ron John, keeping an eye on it. Disney did pop. Appreciate you keeping an eye on that. Les wants to talk about AMC. We're going to get into AMC just coming on up. I'll talk about my IMAX trade. Also, how you guys could have been catching that AMC. We talked about it on live trading right when it happened. I explained the trade, and it actually popped eventually. See AMC having a good day there. So definitely, hello. How we doing out there? Let's go ahead. Let's keep going out there. You guys in the chat, if you guys got a stock you want to take a look at, throw it on up. Even Jay in the house, what's up out there? All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Twilio, as you guys can see, popped on up there. Let's talk about let's talk about that AMC. Let's get into it, guys. I, I know that you guys 
uh, want to go ahead and get right into it. So it's time to talk about the money trade of the day. Yes, I said it, guys. Let's get into the money. All right, guys. So I'm going to put IMAX here in the middle here, and I'm going to put AMC on the right. This is the way we approach this trade. And what were we looking for? We were looking for the sympathy trade, right? And so a lot of times when I look at trades, I look for what? I look for leaders and laggards. I look for sectors that are getting hot, industries that are getting hot, and then I want to work backwards. So I did get the alert today about AMC moving. Of course, I already know kind of like what trades with AMC. So I started taking a look and I put the three charts up. Let's take a look at AMC, IMAX, and CNK together and see if these can get running. So we started watching these and we, we looked at IMAX. IMAX was, I'm going to show you exactly where it was. Um, so let's go ahead. I'll put it big screen here. Uh, IMAX was right here and it was off the bottom. It was just hanging out here right now. At, it was around 1050 where we were going to look at it. And then we get we got in eventually right here on this candle at 11. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look where AMC was at that time. If you take a look here, this is going to be the time where it starts to try to get out of the flag pattern here, the first flag, not the second flag. So we're looking right here at 11, and you guys can see here, what do we get? The rule of three playing in an AMC. One, two, three highs here. We're going to look for the bottom to hold there. And look how that just starts pushing on up. Look what when this candle breaks on out. 1055, right? Look where the, the look where IMAX was traded. Look at that yellow line. If we take a look here where IMAX was trading right there on that candle, it was right there off that 919 bottom. That's when I started seeing AMC get strong. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna take it based off of the AMC chart. Not necessarily the IMAX chart. I'm taking it off the AMC chart. I'm seeing the industry hold up well. Let's see if we can get that ride on up. So the next candle comes in, and what do you get? You start getting that those big candles just show up. When you see the AMC breakout, you see IMAX kind of follow. And the same thing kind of happens later in the day with CNK. So you guys see these candles right here, these big candles on the left-hand side? I'm going to show you the later in the day breakout on AMC that all of a sudden just squeezes on up. And when it squeezes on up, look how you could have caught that, that CNK trade right after it. So uh, I'll, I'll look kind of lower here, IMAX. IMAX, we ended up grabbing there and taking the trade on up there right to the breakout. And where does this break out? Let's take a look. So if you take a look here on that AMC candle, we get that breakout right through the highs. And where was it? The stock trading, the stock was actually trading sideways on AMC at the top of the range for IMAX and the bottom of the range for CNK. When we saw this pop on AMC, you see it get through the top of the range here on IMAX. And then what do you see on CNK? You get a five minute consolidation candle here at the bottom that gave you a whole five minutes to look for the laggard play on CNK that eventually goes from that 718 really quickly on up there towards the 732s. This is how I like to play a lot of the times when I'm trying to do leaders and laggards type of play. The question really is, how do you catch these? You got to know the relationships. It's all about relationships and trading. A lot of this 
you guys hear about it by Dennis Dick all the time in the morning. He does more arbitrage off these relationships. I like to pay attention to these relationships with the story. Look how retail traders were trading it today. And as you guys saw, it did get a pop. We'll see if it can continue making this move. And we'll see if AMC can move tomorrow and IMAX and CNK can move. But that's how you guys can take a look at it for the leader and laggard type of trade. All right, guys, what's going on out there? AMC moves follows GME. Yes, that's that is the wrong relationship. No, it's not wrong, Andy. You're you you are right in GME following AMC, but uh, it's actually the opposite. AMC follows GME, but that doesn't mean that's the only relationship, Andy, that exists. I know about that GME one, but I also know how CNK and IMAX have been actually more on the uptrend lately and those have actually been leading on the daily charts if you look here i'll show you the daily charts look how imax has been leading the move back up in amc so if you take a look here and you take a look at amc what do you see here what do you see on the imax what do you see on the cnk so to me i think the cnk and the, and the these two charts look stronger than even this amc one so that's a relationship type of play. There's never an exact here. It's always about looking at correlation. If you wanted to take a look at that, that's where you could really say, okay, so what is more heavily correlated? Is it GME or is it CNK and IMX? All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Setup matters. Uh, Disney and Twilio were both down in the pits going in. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Jay. Uh, we did see a good a good a kind of spot there with uh, Twilio and Disney. One of the things that happened was, of course, the Netflix, right? Netflix was setting the bar low after their horrible report where they dropped 20%. And as you can see, what's happening here, Netflix actually going on up with that report of Disney. All right, Roblox being mentioned in the chat. This did this report today? I'm not sure. I I wasn't watching this. Uh, looks like we are getting a little pop there at the 315. Kind of interesting time to get that pop there. I need to look to see if we got some news here. Uh, looks like they get an update on the NFL uh, teams up with Roblox to have a presence in the NFL tycoon experience there, guys. So check that on out. Looks like we're getting uh, an experience there that is coming out there. There was an update there from the NFL. Uh, so it's teaming up there. And that's where you see that pop right there at that 325. We'll see if it can kind of continue going here. I'll show you guys that headline here. We had it in the pro. We'll see how this kind of continues to affect the stock. But definitely uh, you, you partner up with the NFL and you also have the kids. Yeah, this is looking good, guys, uh, especially after a short report that really knocked this down significantly. This was down there in the 62s. Coming on back, we'll see if this one can really start trending. And it put in a strong candle today. So keep your eyes out for a day three type move. All right, we'll see what happens there. What about Crocs? We'll take a look at Crocs coming on up here when we get towards our time to get into uh, back testing. Like always, guys, we're going to keep going here on Benzinga. When I return, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about what was strong today, what was not, what can we look forward to, and which stock could we look forward for maybe a swing trade moving forward.
I tell all my CEOs, this is a very, very, very important platform. And look, all the other platforms are important too, but you're up there now. You're way up there. Best investments you can do in your future is actually go and, and, and re-educate yourself on, on credible sites, incredible resources like, uh, like Benzinga. You guys have been killing it. The comment section on this show is remarkable. Like, like the quality of the combo and just big shout out to you and your community. So I love about you guys, you know, you just had the, all your coolers in right then. And it's all about the community here at Benzinga. Yes, yes, it's all about the community. That's what it's all about, guys. And what can I say? Wow, wow, it's very nice. It's very nice to be with you guys out here. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. If you guys had a big winner today, definitely throw it up in the chat. Let's take a look at some sector and industry analysis here. Um, So we look at technology. What did well in technology? Solar. So why did solar do good good today? Of course, good ENPH number, uh, but this one actually faded out the gates here, guys. I didn't think the gains would hold. Solar has been out of favor, and look how that took a hit right out the gates. They'll fake out to the upside right at the gates, went up to 183, then really started crushing on down, has been holding down, and really hasn't come back out of this trend. We'll see if ENPH could recover there, but definitely getting crushed. Uh, but look at these other stocks. Uh, MaxN actually did well today here. Uh, you could take a look at, let's say, let's look around here. Nova setting on up. It's a good amount of volume into the close. So take a look at that one tomorrow. See how that one kind of performs. I'll, I'll actually kind of draw a trend line around here and look for a breakout above 20s. That's actually an interesting chart. We'll keep that one on watch. FSLR, trying to get out of these. But these have been extremely oversold. So just be careful with these solar names. Mitch, you trading HD in lows? No, but it definitely was on the radar today. We'll take a look at that when we get into basic materials. I'll take a look at lumber, see how that did. And then we'll take a look at HD. Like always, guys, if you guys are joining in here, we got about 300 people. So do me the favor, guys. Let's go ahead and hit that like. Support us, guys. We're going to keep on going here. One thing that we will do is be going to stocks that you guys put in the chat. We'll be doing a back testing and a forward look. Normally, we just do kind of one kind of look. Christopher is doing the back testing. I'm going to be doing a little bit of the forward look. So stick around, guys, and smash those likes. Let's go. Like Miss Whitehorse in the chat says, let's go. All right, let's go. What is also strong in consumer cyclical? Let's take a look there. Uh, gambling. What? What? Gambling? Could it be Super Bowl type of trade there? Let's take a look. All right, so uh, Penn today coming out with news, and what happens? Boom, it starts moving, guys. I've been looking for the Super Bowl trade. I missed the swing trades today, so I'm a little bit upset about that because I was into my other reopening trades and kind of a little bit lost there. But look at DKNG and Penn today really pushing on up. We were trading this back around the 2150s, so we could have got back into DraftKings today. Really strong day out of DraftKings, ending up the day up on the high there. Really nice pattern too. Um, And this is what I'd say about DraftKings. Be careful with the one minute. I've been seeing the one minute really stop on out, but the five or the 15 in DraftKings is really going to help you see the pattern clear. And then you can really kind of catch those bottoms and catch those big dips. It has a big tendency of having volatility. Same thing that you see in Penn when you see those swings. Look how the 15 minute held really nicely here. 
And you could have just been attacking that 15 minute kind of flag pennant pattern. You could have been using that pre-market high, getting in there somewhere in the 50s, attacking that breakout, boom, up there towards 51, getting a whole point win on that one. And you could have risked maybe 20 cents or something like that up there towards 51. Not a bad trade there for Penn. We'll see if these can continue making moves. Uh, Disney is continuing to rip. Let's go ahead. Let's take a peek at Disney, see if we can get through the, the resistance level and get into the shadow. Uh, that's what we're looking to see. If we can get into that shadow area, it's going to be into the 163. That's what I'll be watching. But I don't think it's going to get there. I think 160 is kind of the high today. Um, but we'll see if we can get back on up through that high that we get on the 15-minute, which is 162.11. I'd be looking for Disney tomorrow. Because if you got these good numbers, of course, you could you could get a day two type of move. Trying to look at the subscriber numbers here, but uh, looks like Disney's subscribers targets did reaffirm the subscribe target of 230 million to 260 million by 2024. So that's good news there. I'm trying to find the subscriber numbers here. It's just a little bit different to find it live here for you guys. Uh, looks like uh, Disney... Uh, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu users were higher year over year. So I think that's definitely important to note. I don't have the exact numbers, but just knowing that just shows us that subscriber numbers are the driving revenue here. What happened really with Netflix? They didn't hit those numbers. Now if you're seeing that they hit all their numbers in their major areas, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu, there you have it, guys. Disney doing well. What's going on out there? Farturo. All right, Mitch, what do you use to watch the tape? Okay, so to watch the tape, one thing that I do is a lot is, so some people don't do this. I like to, I like to filter out time and sales. When you filter out time and sales, what you're doing is you're trying to take away the algorithmic volume. So I usually have a time and sales that shows me every order that's going through. And then I have a time and sales that I filter out for at least over a 1,000 share order so that I can catch the bigger orders to look at the tape. And a lot of that also is, let's say, looking at the level two, seeing that 100 show up there, seeing 200, 300, a nice wall of selling on the offer on the offer side. And then what I look for is for that to roll through and show up on the time and sales. So let's say you see 100 or 200 there. All of a sudden, it goes from 200 to 180, to 150, to, to 100, to 60, to 50, to 40, to 30, and you see that wall going through, you should also be seeing these big orders show up on the time and sales. It's always important to know where the big fish is, and I think it's so vital, and I like to catch them so that I can catch the momentum and, and ride the wave. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going on out there and see what other trades are available. In a second, we should be getting into some back testing. If not, I will definitely uh, – I think Chris should be getting here really soon. It's around 4.30 that he was going to join. So we'll go ahead and get into back testing. Get ready. Throw up the likes. We have over 352 people. I want to see 150 likes so that we can get into those back testing. I'm going to check out where we're at right now in the like game. Uh, but definitely, guys, smash on up, support us as we're absolutely free. All right, where are we at right now? We're at uh, just 95 likes, guys. We need another, uh, what, uh, 160 more, 155 more? Let's go ahead. Hit the likes, guys. Smash on up. 
All right, let's go ahead. Let's see what's going on out there. That was such bad math. I realize that now. And I'm pretty usually pretty good at quick math, but hey, you guys can make fun of me later. All right, let's go ahead. Let's see what's going on out there. Did you guys take a look at some of the uh, – let's go to basic materials and see what did well there. Looks like copper leading up again, FCX, a trade that we called out, and we had these levels drawn. I, I, I should have been – it's hard to trade up all, guys. One thing that I do here on Money Mitch is try to get us into a whole bunch of views, right? What charts look good? What stands out to me? It's always up to you guys to find and find these trades. Like I can't keep my eye on all of them. So I want you guys to join us on live trading so that we can keep our eyes on all of us together as a group. If we take a look here at FCX, look at this last two-day move. I had called out a move on Monday when we got through the 39.41 that that would be a nice breakout look. We could come back up towards the 45s in the long run. Ever since then, we've already come on up there about 9 or 10%. So this is when I start looking to actually sell right now in my swing trades. I'm looking for those 8 to 10% winners. So I would actually probably be selling into this move in FCX. So just be careful. To me, that also shows signs that I got to be careful of a pullback at these levels. And I don't want to get caught. Pop a bull, get rich. Well, I mean, I don't think I can get you rich, but one thing I can definitely do is help you start seeing things a little bit maybe clear. And if I can do that, that's a success for me. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going here. Uh, what other did good today? Uh, aluminum, second day in a row. Look at Alcoa taking off. Why is this happening? I think this was a run into the inflation trade, right? If we're going to get CPI numbers and the CPI numbers come hot, that could have been the trade right there. Buy the rumor, sell the news type of thing. But we'll see if these basic materials can keep moving. Uh, let's take a look also at here. I wanted to take a look at lumber. How did lumber do today? Uh, we we're going to take a look at WFG to see if we got back above 100. It's fighting here, trying to get back above 100. Keep this one on your radar, guys. I'll see when it gets back above 100, and I'll alert us on, on live trading. All right, guys, so let's go ahead. Let's see what other ones are doing well. Looks like we had EVA doing decent today, UFPI, uh, Wood is what I wanted to take a look at before I took a look at Home Depot. It is trying to find a bounce there. I think you got to keep Home Depot on watch. Um, if lumber keeps going up, I might trade Home Depot. But the only thing is that if kind of the inflationary trade comes down, I think you also see Home Depot start coming down also. So it's kind of like a, a, a battle here and wondering if you should go after Home Depot. Let's take a look at Lowe's. How's Lowe's doing? Uh, Lowe's kind of similar charts, right? Finding those bottoms here, trying to hold on, trying to see if it can get back above the 200-day moving average, which is close towards that 240. If it can recover that, we'll start making and looking better there. All right, so it uh, looks like uh, someone's calling out semiconductors doing well today. Uh, I'll take a look at that. looks like data storage, electric gaming, uh, semiconductor equipment did better there. Uh, but definitely, semiconductor is not looking bad there. Uh, let's take a look here. What are we seeing moving on up? I see some quick, some lower names here. Let me take a look at the cap, high cap names here. Uh, looks like NVIDIA had a 7% day. So, yeah, that definitely was a good one. I wasn't, wasn't really keeping an eye on this one too. But as you guys can see, definitely a high trending one there. NVIDIA with a beautiful day and a beautiful push. 
All right, guys. So I told you guys that we would get into a special time. So it's time to bring on the confetti. Yes, I said it, guys. Bring on the confetti. Hit the subscribe. Hit that up there. Bring on the diamonds. There's no diamond hand here, but I don't care. Whatever we're going to do, we're going to rock it on off here and bring on my man, Christopher Udall. What's up, man? My dude. Hey, thanks for covering for me. A little I, by the way, Let's I go. gotta learn how to use all those uh graphics and whatnot. And then the uh the music, man, that's that's some good stuff. Yeah, man. You, we we gotta keep it going, you know. We got sometimes you get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! <laughs> all right, let's go ahead, let's get into it. If you guys don't know Christopher here, first tell them about the show that you normally have right in uh. this time slot. Well, in, dude, you got a huge audience right now, 390 at least. That's crazy. So normally during this time, Benzinga is gracious enough to let me come and hang with you guys, the amazing Benzingers, and we do live trading and backtesting. And the way that we do this is we do it with a lot of audience participation. And in the chat box right now, I need you to do, I need you to do me a favor, put in two things. Put in the number one stock that you made the most money on this week. The one where you're bragging to your friends, you're like, hey, yeah. I told you so what I tell you, right? And then I want you to go into the other box, right? Into the chat box there and tell me the one. I love this graphic. Tell me the one that's the opposite of this guy here. Tell me the one that took your lunch money, right? Tell me the one where you're like, I'm not telling anybody about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I lit my money on fire on that one. And we're not going to talk about it, right? Maybe it was Facebook this week. I don't know. Let me know in the chat what worked for you. What didn't work for you? And we'll backtest those, right? We'll talk about a super simple strategy. Here's my here's my pitch. You ready, Mitch? Here's my YouTube pitch. Let's do the it. The one simple line that'll show you how to like take over the world with trading. How's that? Was that all right? I don't know. I hey, need to work well, on the pitch. It, it works, except uh, I'm sure somebody hit skip advertisement. There. So hopefully uh, we didn't hit the skip, skip button. We're keeping on going here. Let's go ahead. Let's get to it. So another thing is, of course, what do you use for backtesting, Christopher? So I use a, a, a platform. You may have heard of it. It's called TrendSpider. Um, it's really amazing. I know the guys over there personally. And um, the fact that you can legitimately, without any effort at all, test any strategy and like the click of a button. Like uh, I, I was doing this the other day with the members of my 10-minute trading room. And we went through probably 40 stocks in 40 seconds. I mean, it's literally like you can click down, you keep all your criteria the same, you just move from stock to stock, and the data loads instantly. It's the most amazing, magical thing you've ever seen. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get to what everyone wants to see. Let's break open the piggy bank of stocks out there. <laughs> let's get to it. Go ahead and throw up your charts up here, Chris. All right, let then... me add my screen. So this uh... is the way it's going to work, guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Chris run the back test right he's going to run the back test he's going to tell us some stats about that he's going to tell us the look and then i'm going to go ahead and pull up my charts to take a look at how i would see the stock today looking forward the fun part about this is that we'll compare kind of the back testing to my look of technicals moving forward so let's go ahead let's jump right into it this sounds good mitch i like this looking at the past looking at the future all right all right we got a lot of people on here let me go uh, i'm scrolling up to where I believe I came in, and we're gonna start with changing frames on Amazon, which looks hey. like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. 
Oh, I All love right. that show. I miss that show, man. Dude, I try to get my kids on it, but like animation's changed, right? Yeah, you look they at can't even handle when it. We were kids. It's not the same anymore. <laughs> no, not the same. All right, so let's take a look at Amazon. What I'm going to do is I'm going to clear off my charts here to just be, oh, not that button. I'm going to clear off my charts to just be the 10-day exponential moving average. Now, where I'm going with this is if you've ever heard of trend following, which I personally feel is the only way to trade, the only way a price goes from 50 to 100 is in a trend. Sorry, that's just the way the math works. And you can follow this, right? You can let the price tell you where it's going to go. Okay. So for example, we're going to backtest this strategy following the blue line. And I do not know the results of this. And if it crosses over, that would be an entry signal. If it crosses under, that would be an exit signal. So with that said, let's get right into it. I'm going to go to my strategy tester and I'm going to build this out. So watch along. I'm going to make the entry criteria for the last 1000 candles be when the condition of price close is greater than the indicator of the 10 day exponential moving average. So again, when price crosses above the blue line here, then we're going to, for the exit condition, add a script where we're saying condition price close, because we're only trading at the end of the day for this is less than indicator exponential moving average of 10. Now remember entry exit over and under the blue line. Mitch, what's your prediction here? I would say it, it's since this stock has a tendency of going sideways, I'm actually mm -hmm. going to say it's probably not the biggest percent winner, but we'll see here. All right. So this is four years of data. I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a number out there. I'm going to say the back test result of 37%. I don't know. It's okay. literally. All right. I, I'll go for like 15 to make it. Okay. Even, okay. To, ready? To give a ready, set, click the run. And through the magic of the internet, three. 3.14. Are you kidding? Uh, so winner, this winner? proves a point, Mitch. <laughs> this proves a point. All right. It's it listen, it's price is right rules. We both lose, right? <laughs> yeah, that, you know how it goes. <laughs> you take a look at this and you and you say, okay, well, if it's three percent, then what's this other number, Chris? Well, that's the thing, right? We have no control over what the stock did in the last thousand candles. What we can control are entry and exit points. Now, what this says here is this may not be the most optimal strategy for this stock. And that's okay. You can always adjust. You can always play with the back test to figure out, you know what? Maybe if I go with the 15 day, maybe if I go with the 50 day, something like that, maybe that works better for you and your strategy. All right, Mitch, that's the past. Let's talk about the future on this. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to first go ahead and throw up my charts now. And of course, like always, guys, this is just going to be kind of the way that I'm looking at it. And also the way I've looked at Amazon, because I've watched it for a while. I remember when we first started coming back up here towards this kind of breakout look, I was thinking Amazon to 4000. It looks perfect. You're right. And that's not always the case. And that's why we always got to do a little bit of a mix. Look at the back testing and the back testing could have probably led us to thinking, Hmm. Well, it's not the, always the biggest winner on that 10 uh, moving average, but as you guys can see, it rejected from those breakouts above here, let's say 38 area. Then we went down all the way to support. Whenever I see that move, I'm always a little concerned because it doesn't mean that always that support that you saw to the left is going to hold. Here, let's go to the monthly so we can understand it a little bit more. And what do you see? That we broke through those levels, but one thing that I would point out is that there's wicks down there.
And now we're starting to see the close of these monthly candles being really close to that monthly support. And so to me, I would actually pull it down towards an even 3000 and kind of look at it there. So as long as 3000 holds for me on Amazon, I'm bullish towards back towards the resistance. But the big thing here is always what is going to happen and what can they innovate? Because if we saw here, Amazon was kind of slowing down. They had the least profitability that they've had since, let's say, 2016. And this is actually important because normally they kill it. Um, they did really well with that Rivian sale. So, I mean, that stake. Let's give them prop on that. They no definitely joke. hit the bottom line because Plus, of that. I got to tell you, on the sales front, they are outside my doorstep every day. So I know <laughs> I'm contributing to that bottom line. No doubt. There were two packages from them today. Two separate deliveries. Yeah. But, uh, it never I, I, ends. Let's just say the Amazon the, the Amazon guy already knows. He doesn't look at his GPS. He just pulls up to my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But let's see how it comes back to me as long as it can get back on up there. And then another thing to notice is you, you were getting kind of this uptrending line. So you see this line here. I'm going to actually draw it to a red color so that we can see it a little bit better and make it a little thicker. And you could see what was happening there. You were getting higher and higher lows, and then eventually it broke that line. So I'm actually seeing it test that line as a resistance right now. If it can get above that and close above that, I'm going to be really feeling good and confident that Amazon's at least balancing out here. But what do you think after now t uh, hearing my Amazon and also hearing the back test? What do you think? Yeah, let us know. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get to our, another one here. Let's go towards. You uh, pick this time. You yeah, I'll take a time. pick here. Um, Disney, we could do, but their earnings just came out. So I don't think that's one that would be positive for us to do the test on here. So let's go to AMD. This is an Ooh, interesting one. That's a fan favorite. Always. Yeah, is. always. Can't go wrong with AMD. AMD. Look at this guy, right? You know, you talk about the future, Mitch. One thing that's really cool using TrendSpider is that if this is a valid backtest, it'll actually plot on the chart this uh, backtested results here. And would you believe 200% return? Check that out, right? This one simple strategy will give you a 200% return over the last 1,000 candles. Now, here's one thing I got to say, Mitch. Are you ready for this? You've probably heard this before. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Just got to say it. I got to say it. Yeah, I unfortunately had some women tell me that same thing, but <laughs> we won't get into all that. <laughs> oh, man. I like it. I like it. But let's talk about this, right? A 1,000. A 1,000% return over AMD over the last thousand candles. But remember, Mitch, we can't control that. That's throwing a dart on a board a thousand candles ago and saying, I like AMD, let's buy it and not talk about it for a thousand days. Or we can follow a strategy and still have a 211% cumulative return. What do you think on it? I think this is going to be a good one. You know, one thing I like about AMD is that at least from my knowledge of always watching the price action on it, I, li I like that this stock, when it trends, it's, it keeps a trend. It yes, does. Sometimes, yeah, that trend might be on the downside, but sometimes that could be on the upside also. So uh, Dude. one thing I look for, and you and I both, stocks that trend are probably going to do well, especially on a back test. Yes, yes. And this was my biggest winner last year. Which is funny because I, I got in at 95 when it went up from 95 to 115, this spike here. But then looking at it later on, when it went from 103 to 160, 
you know, it's like, oh, I missed that one. Damn it. You know? <laughs> hey, that's how it goes. Yeah. Definitely. And AMD loves to kind of give you those runs. And that's what I like about a stock it like does. that. All right. So I'll take a quick look on my side of it on AMD there. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, AMD, you can see how many lines I have drawn. I think I look at this stock sometimes. <laughs> uh, so uh, to me, uh, I'll just take a little laugh about that. But yeah. Uh, recovering up here towards the 134, uh, you're getting a V bottom, V shaped bottom. That's a, actually a good recovery. And, and if you actually look in, kind of look back at AMD, you'll see a lot of these kind of V shaped bottoms. Look at this, like when it breaks out of it, it's a lot of that kind of V shape. It's so that to me shows that yes, this stock does when it breaks trend. It usually kind of breaks it and comes all the way down. Yeah. But also when you establish a trend. It holds, and that gives us opportunities to look for those pullback buys to jump on the trend and also use maybe a different moving average to tell us, hey, this is our time to go ahead and get out. Yeah, I love it. And you know, everything, anything can work, right? As long as you keep your risk tight. You know what I mean? As long as you know where you're going to get out, you can let it run as far as it can before you actually get a signal to get out. So yeah, for sure. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going in it. You could take the next one. Uh, what do you see out all there? All right, all right. Let's talk about what what's popular out there these days. How about chicken um, dinners? I heard are popular. I saw chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> How about Spot Spotify? That's a good one. By the way, Lumos. I I know you come every week for the back testing, so I got you here. Hey, right, there you go. That's Spot. what I like to see. You know, not to get political for a second, but. Just for a second. All right. <laughs> I love freedom of speech. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. What I don't love is the idea. And call me what you... This may get me kicked off Benzinga. I'm sorry. Dun, but dun, you know dun. what? As a fellow podcaster, I support Joe Rogan and his free speech. I'm just saying. All right. That's it. I dun, have you've unsubscribed at this dun. point. It's all my fault. Oh. No worries. I don't yeah. think... Uh, to tell you the truth, I think we have a, a couple of Rogan fans out there. But... Yeah. Let's take a look here. All right, all right. Let's get back to Spotify. I know, but they want to blame it on him. That's why I mentioned it, right? But let's be let's be real here, Mitch. Nothing that happened in November when the trend broke was Joe Rogan's fault. It's only down here (laughs) after we're down. After we're down, how much? Forty-one percent. They're like, oh, it's Joe Rogan's fault. No, give me a break. Let's not get a part of the cancer culture. (laughs) No, 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 no. But what I will tell you. And this is why we backtest right here, Mitch. Are you ready? Yeah. If you bought it at IPO until now, you're up 1%. One okay. single percent. If you followed a 10-day exponential moving average, you're up 76%. You are up 76 times as much as if you had just bought it and hold it. That is the reason why we backtest. That conclusively proves, hey, you know what? This stock is a fantastic stock to trade, right? But not one to invest in long-term. Do you see the difference there, Mitch? Do you see Mm -hmm. that? That's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here. 76% to trade it versus 1% to invest in it. Now, with that said, I understand that half the audience is gone at this point. They've all thumbs down this. 
but turn that thumb upside down. Give us a like instead. How's that sound? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so what I see on spot is a death cross that was recent, but I also saw Ooh. this happen on a couple other stocks. So, I mean, doesn't mean necessarily that this is still in bearish terms, but to me, I think until you see Amazon recover, I'm not looking at Spotify or, and for this case, uh, you could look at some other names. Um, these are these growth names that are just like, I think these are kind of what you see get stuck into the environment. Right now, the environment isn't for these high, big tech stocks to really continue leading because of what? The Fed rates, right? And Fed rates should affect these higher ones that have huge debt, that have a lot of to borrow versus these smaller growth stocks that I think actually are not going to do the worst if they go up, let's say 1%, because let's just be honest, they still got to borrow the money anyways, uh, regardless of that. Now, when it comes to a company like Amazon borrowing money or a company like Spotify, it's going to be a little bit different, right? And so let's let these actually swing back. And what do we want to see? We want to see the cross come back on the upside. So let's get that 50 to cross back through the 200 and then we can take a look. That's what I would say. I like that. I love the fact that you are really considering the 50 and the 200 and what that means to an investor, right? Mm -hmm. That just means, hey, uh, in the nutshell, right? Over the last 200 trading days, and there's about, or give or take 200 trading days in a year, it's below that average price. And last I checked, I want my stocks going up. So I want it to be higher than the average prices and moving further north. So yeah, makes sense to me. All right, let's keep the tendies going here. I did see some chicken tender comments in the chat. I love some tenders myself. I'm a Canes kind of fan. I don't know if you guys know about Canes. Oh, not Canes. No, you oh, can't be a Canes you, fan. You can't go wrong. I mean, I love me some tender. Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. That's, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what that's what we call it at my love house because my six-year-old couldn't pronounce Chick-fil-A. It's Chick-fil-A. Get you some Chick-fil-A. You can't, you can't doubt that drive-through line. You get through uh, a thousand cars in 20 minutes. They're amazing. Let's just say I'm ready to turn in my points and get my 30 nuggets in for the Super Bowl. But <laughs> let's least. go, let's keep going. Let's get into another stock here. I want to take another one here. This was an interesting one. I see how it mentioned multiple times. So we'll touch that one. Of course, none other than Faceplant, as my oh. my friend Joel likes to call it. But <laughs> Facebook, we'll, we'll we'll look at we'll take a look. This is rough, dude. This is rough. All right. I said this the other day to somebody, and I mean it when I say, I don't know if Facebook will ever come back to 380. I, I don't think it's stock. ever going to see 380 again. Before you do the back test, yeah. why do you feel that way? If in, you in look quick, at, so, so this is more fundamental. I, I don't do much fundamental, as you know. But for the first time ever in history of Facebook, they have less daily average users than they used to. I mean, it's very obvious that people have lost trust in Facebook as an entity and changing their name to Meta is not solving that problem like they thought it might, right? People are still like, oh, wait, you mean Facebook, right? And half the people that I talk to, they're like, I'm not going to be strapping any iPhone or any iPad to my face and trying to, to do work like that. I think this Metaverse thing it's going to play out in one way or another. And you can think of it like Roblox, right? Roblox has beat Facebook to the metaverse. My kids know all about Roblox. They know every single thing about it, right? They have their little avatars. One of them 
this was great. He went to the store and bought a Nerf gun and he could have that exact Nerf gun inside of Roblox on his avatar. That is the metaverse. And they don't mm-hmm. need it strapped to their face, Mitch. It'd be cool, but they don't need that. Facebook's too late to the party and they don't have the trust that they used to. And I just don't think investors are ever going to come back to 380. I'll tell you one thing. So my idea to this is that, the, so story, right? I always talk about story for me and I'm always trying to think about it in the long term, right? And so what's happening here is a decoupling of what Facebook used to be valued as, as a social media platform, right? I think at this point, you're going to start seeing that get what? Cut in half. We see them happen all the time. And so that out view is going to get cut in half. Now you mentioned meta right are they Mm -hmm. going to be able to step in here now one thing i will give them an upside look is that in uh, in the summer there's no date yet but they will be releasing a new goggle and i think this one will get that uh, adoption rate and i think this is the biggest thing to focus on to focus on facebook i don't even care about their social media anymore yeah i am purely and simply looking at those new goggles coming out and seeing how they're going to go ahead and transition the games from Quest 2 over to the new platform. Are you going to be able to play it on that? And what games they could actually bring that could bring people to come to adoption. The same way I view EVs and I think LiDARs are needed and autonomous vehicles are needed for us to get that huge EV adoption. It's the same way I feel in the metaverse. Makes sense, dude. Now, I've got one of those Oculus 2s and and it's cool. But at the same time, like it's also a novelty. So mm-hmm. you got to break that novelty barrier into usefulness, yes. right? You're yes. not going to be able to use it like a phone. So you got to break that barrier down somehow. Agreed. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going to it. What's going on in the chat? Looks like we're getting a little bit of some spam. I Someone see wanted to come on in here when I was talking. I'll take care of all that spam out there. Guys. By the way, we didn't actually confirm the back test. Negative 42%. Ouch. Dude, like that's rare, right? What that means is you take small loss after small loss after small loss after small loss, right? Uh, 35% win rate. And each one, average loss is only 2%. So you're just getting murdered hand over fist every time. Yeah. This is just not, in my opinion, this is not a stock you want to be long. Yeah. Definitely not. I, I think it's one of those that you have to wait and you have to tell a story. And even if the story would change, what's to make it say, like like Chris said, that it ever comes back to those numbers at the top? Don't always think that if you look left, it has to get there. No. All right, let's go ahead. I won't even take a look at it. Let's keep going. Uh, let's get. Let's do one more here. We got about three minutes left. Please do us the favor, guys. Hit the like button for us. We got over 360 people here. Let's see where we're at in the like game. Those looks graphics like, are on point, dude. Looks like we're at 167, guys. Let's see if we can get to 200 likes before the end of today's show. And I'm drowning in all <laughs> of these likes, man. Oh, that's hilarious. Support us, guys. We're going to keep on going here for you guys. We're doing a little bit of overtime. Let's keep it going, guys. What's the next stock on up? Let's see. who uh, Next person. Pick now. All right. I'll, I'll do one that's interesting. Um, I was looking at Baidu, so I will go with Baba because Hertz said Baba. I would do Baidu, but hey, they're very similar to me. I think they trade hand in hand, relationships, relationships, relationships. But let's see how this trades in the back. Let's let's just zoom out on this guy for a minute. Now, keep in mind, all this this 
noise around it. These are entry and exit points marked on the chart, which is really cool. But let, let's just try and take a look at this, right? What direction is that going? That's going like more than 45 degrees down. Yeah. The opposite yeah. of oil. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I, I just filled up my wife's car yesterday and her car takes premium. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't want four dollars again. Oh, no. Not again. That sucks. Oh, no. Yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to when I get my Tesla. That's for sure. But yeah, in the meantime, for sure. dude, a thousand candles ago to now you're down 35%. And you follow a, a strategy, a, a proven winning strategy like this, you're still down 29%. You're either down 35% or 29%. If you bought this at all, you're down. That's basically what it says. Well, Okay. <laughs> I I know I, I was I was hitting a little block on in the chat. Oh yeah, little, yeah, I get that little spamming action out there. Uh, but I would I would see at least on this is that I was I was looking for the Olympic bottom. <laughs> I'm gonna call it the okay. Olympic okay. bottom, right? And so uh, one thing that I always look for, and I look for what you call I I and I do this. It's you know you can look at it as Elliott waves or whatever you want to kind of look at it. To me, I call it the rule of three. I look for three bottoming actions down in the bottom and showing me reversals off indicators to give me a little bit more confirmation. So the three bottom actions that we can see clear as day, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you see those three bottoming actions, right? Now we want to go ahead and try to look at some of the indicators. How is that kind of pointing out? We can see the MACD starting to cross on over here. And what I like about it is that it did this little up and down below it then cross back up i do like when it does that it kind of gives us a little bit of that reversal action could give us that push now let's take a look a little bit deeper let's take a look at how the rsi is the rsi went down towards a low in december towards 858 and now we're going to see where we're at now we started to get an uptrend and so something that i like to do is kind of trend the rsi because i have a feeling and i always look at this rsi has a tendency of coming back up but then it comes back down and kind of catches some dips catches up catches dips catches up and so i try to draw sometimes trend lines to follow that and then we can kind of see here how you kind of come towards an rsi on the daily towards 34 then you come up towards 47 then you come back towards 36. Then you go up 41. You come back 36. And so to me, right there, we're starting to get the battle between the bears and the bulls. Now we can have a level to go off of. Now we got to start looking a little bit closer. To me, that dip is right here where you got that volume spike. So that's where I'm going to call that the big buyers are taking their shot. Um, of course, it doesn't necessarily mean that's the level. But at least in my mind, I could start looking at this as being kind of what I would call a green zone. Um, so a zone that I could look for potential pullbacks to get into. So now I'm starting looking at this and I can see, hey, we're starting to bottom out. We're starting to look like we want to push. Um, a lot of kind of this has been already going on since when? All of 2021, this was on a downtrend. So mm -hmm. what's not to say that we didn't find that downtrend right there at the beginning of the year? You could see that bottoming action at least giving us a level to go off of here. Of course, you're catching a dip, but at least you have some confirmation and the technicals starting to show at least sideways consolidation. Really, a lot of it is going to depend if we can get back up through, let's say, this 140 area. Once you get up here, 
yeah, we're going to be looking really bullish. But that's okay. all uh, depending on to you. If you're a type of trader that likes to trade going into the breakout versus waiting for that moment for the big push. And I think this is a similar chart. I would watch Baidu. Look how Baidu I've been watching. 160 was the level that I was watching for that breakout. We just got through there. And then we hold it today on this pullback towards what? 160.10. So I just want to point that out there that Baidu is holding well there. Look for Baidu and JD to lead. And look how JD is starting to look strong. And then Baba actually be the laggard, which at some point, if you look back, you would actually see on the, the like they see, if you look at the dailies and you look back, you'll see that Baba was the leader. And now I think that relationship has switched. It's more JD on the top, Baidu in second, and Baba in third. As I always try to pay attention to the leader and laggard type of trade. Maybe there's one leading the industry. The others are following, and this kind of helps. I think you're starting to see, hey, a little bit of an Olympic bottom. We'll see. You know, you very well could be, right? But But consider stocks are always in favor or out of favor, right? Mm -hmm. And it was out of favor for all of last year. And we may be starting to find some favor. And maybe, just maybe, it has something to do with the Olympics. I don't know. Maybe you're right about that. Hey, like always, guys, one thing that you'll see is that there's never 100% way, just like you'll see it from Chris and I. You'll see it uh, from everybody. And if someone does tell you that, what should you do, Chris? You should give them all your money. That's what you should do. <laughs> no, no, no. You should oh, be wait, more no, like... Wait. Run, bitch! Run! <laughs> I like that. That's the truth. Because at the end of the day, man, it, it, you'll hear from Chris and I. We we always work on our game. One thing we try to do is be more objective in our process. But that doesn't mean that we know 100% one way. That's why you always keep learning from each other. I learned from Chris, just like Chris. Kind of, you, you see him. You, you see him when I when I'm taking my analysis. He's like, okay, I see you, Mitch. Yeah. I see you. Okay. Well, I, I like, like that look. What I like about what you do, Mitch, is you incorporate the story, which I, I'm purely price action. Mm -hmm. So I like how you incorporate the story and try and build your your trading hypothesis around that. The thesis. It's yeah. The thesis and there's nothing the wrong the with either either way. It just what fits your personality. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Excellent. So the way that I refer to that is what I like to do is I try to trade in a scientific method. Really, that's that's what I try to do, guys. I try to build a, a theory, right? I like to put it into test, and then I will put it the test and the experiment, and that's the trade itself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things of always, uh, like any scientist or anybody would look back, you look back at your statistics to go ahead and base your future trades and your future experiments, right? You learn from that, you analyze, and we go back to it. We keep trying to improve the process. And that's what I like doing in trading. It's not necessarily sticking it to one direction. And it is that when you take a trade, it's an experiment of your process and it's never going to be 100%. And that's why I look at it as an experiment. And we look back at our analysis to see if we need to adjust is it us on execution or is it our system itself? Dude, that that's so wise. And I don't know if half the people who are watching even really understood what you said. And it's nothing against Benzinga, uh, the, the Zinger nation out there. It's the fact that you've got to be objective in your trading. There's It, it cannot involve emotion, right? You can develop a story, but if price doesn't confirm that, it doesn't matter. And that's okay. That just means... You, you take a small loss, right? I tell people all the time, there's only four outcomes to any trade. It should either be a giant winner, a small winner, a break even, or a small loser. 
you can never at any point let a loser get away from you because if it does, then you you're working against yourself. And the only way you can do that is by being objective and being, you know what? I'm okay with taking a loss. No big deal. You got to size your trades appropriately and keep that risk in mind. Definitely. I mean, the sizing is so massive and sometimes you'll notice that, Hey, what if I just try to ease the emotions and ease the, the the strategy here so that I can focus on the percentages, I think is so massive for beginners because it's not necessarily always about the full return on the cash. It's about how you can really do this process. Because if you ask Christopher, hey, I know he paid his dues and he, I paid my dues too. We all do. And one thing that we all can look back and probably say is, hey, use the least amount possible to get skin in the game, but also not put yourself at burning through cash that you're going to eventually use once you find that process that works Dude. for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, the way that I teach people to trade is you pyramid into it, right? If you put on a trade, you put it on with your smallest unit size. If that unit size is 50 shares or a thousand shares or whatever is the smallest size to you to make sure it's working. And then once it is working, you just add to it. And then you got a huge winner by the time that you uh, get out of the trade. But also if it doesn't work, Mitch, you get out on your smallest unit size. You take your tiny loss on a tiny amount of shares. And then like it gets way easier at that point. Yeah, uh, it's all about controlling the emotions, risk management first. You'll see the reward and it comes usually with process decision-making skills. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Like always, guys, you guys can catch Christopher at 10minutesstocktrader.com. Yes, 10minutesstocktrader.com. At 10minutesstocktrader on, on Twitter, guys. Go ahead and reach out yes. to him on Twitter. And also, he has his own YouTube channel that has – I, I, is it is it thousands? I mean, I know it's That's close over to ten thousand subscribers at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, hundreds of videos on. Different oh yeah, traders. I think we're at like six hundred something videos. Yeah, that's that's what I was kind of pointing to, and these are videos that have that green long life shelf. It's not something that's that he recorded last week and you talked about a trader that took a trade. No, these are actually videos that you guys can gain some skills and knowledge on. So I definitely would check them out. I watch them from time to time. Sometimes I, I don't even need the video up. I can just listen to it and get some knowledge that way. So check it on out, guys. That's I appreciate it. If you want to kind of show them the link right quick, let's oh, do that. Yeah, actually, what I wanted to do, if you don't mind, is let's this Friday, uh, I am hosting a live webinar, kind of like what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where I'm breaking down how to trade stocks like a video game, right? It's all about playing like Mario. You you try to capture the princess, but you know what, Mitch? You got to have a plan for when you don't capture the princess, right? When those stupid little turtles come and knock you over or those little mushroom weirdos decide to take you out, you got to have a plan. And so that's, that's what we're going to be talking about on this webinar. The way to get to this webinar is just go to my website, 10minutestocktrader.com. You'll see this link right here. And I'd love to see as many Benzingers there as possible to trade. Oh, with the music. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd love to share uh, some of my wisdom and experience that I've had, you know, paying my market tuition over the last decade. And the best way I can do that is for, you know, to invite you guys over to this webinar, how to trade stocks like a video game. Boom, check it on out, guys. We'll see what happens. Like always, guys, we'll keep going right here on Benzinga. See you guys next time. Hit that Thanks like button before me. you guys get on out of here. 
Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? I have three special free gifts for you over at 10minutestocktrader.com. That's the Triple Stock Profits ebook you can get for free. That's a bullish power cheat sheet that you can get for free. And if that wasn't enough, at the brand new web class, how to easily discover proven backtested 100% plus winners, that is for free as well. You can get these three free gifts, all yours at 10minutestocktrader.com. The Triple Stock Profits ebook, the free web class, and the bullish power cheat sheet. And all you gotta do is go to 10minutestocktrader.com. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter, and I'll see you on the next episode.